Welcome to Breaking Good, the official, unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And you do know what time it is, don't you? Oh, I sure do. It's time to strip down to our unmentionables. That is absolutely right, as we do every week. Uh, We have uh, another great episode this week, I thought anyway. Uh, We have a lot to say about it. We also have tons of listener feedback to do. Are you talking about a great episode of Breaking Bad or a good episode of Breaking Good? Both. Okay, because I'm shaky on the latter. No, no, no. The Breaking Good is always, it's consistently good. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's it's in the name. No, oh. no, I mean Breaking Good. It's in the name. It can't be bad. Uh, debatable. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we had tons of listener feedback this week. Um, I want to start off by saying thanks, guys, for the tremendous uh, iTunes push. We actually hit our goal of 20 and surpassed it by one. Or so we're at 21 might right now. more if I refresh. It I mean, I don't could know. even be more. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but that was awesome to see. I love it. We got into the new and noteworthy section uh, which is what we were looking to do. We're ranked like 107 right now. It, yeah. We could go up a little there bit. There are only 108. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we just barely squeaked by. But thank you so much for the help. And uh, continue to do it because the more you rate us on iTunes, the higher up we'll get in there and the more people will listen. The bigger community will form around this. And eventually maybe we'll get one person to join our forums. That's my goal. Yeah. One person to join forums. I'm about to abandon the forums like the Walking Dead cast. I'm going to abandon Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Oh, you're just done with the concept of forums entirely? Apparently, we're living in a post-forum society. We thought people would enjoy a place to share comments. It's all about Twitter now. We've got some Twitter feedback. I don't know where people are talking uh, other than our emails, blowingupbreakinggood at baldmove.com, but they sure as hell are not going to (laughs) forums.baldmove.com. No, they're not. So, Maybe we'll get one person this week. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'm fleeing that like it's the last chopper out of Nam, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me let me uh, reel us back in here. We've got a recap to do first. That's what we always do. People love it. People we love owe, the recap. We recaps. owe the, pe- the re- to people a recap. They do. It's the least we can yeah. do. By definition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get right into it. Um, Wait. We're not going to talk any topical stuff? Do oh, did you have first? news? See, yeah. I have no news this time. So, yeah, go ahead. News. Hit, hit um, us with some news. First of all, I want to talk about geography because I've been doing some crunching on Google Analytics, and I see that there is about two people from Arizona that listen to Breaking Bad compared to everyone from New Mexico. <laughs> Every single one? So four. Or as I like to call New Mexico, Arizona done right. <laughs> So you're you know, just stirring up the trouble. I'm, I might That's be doing, doing. I might be breaking the shit crust here, yeah, but yeah. you know, I wouldn't take that lying down, New Mexicanians. I mean, this is your show. It's from the ABQ. Don't let these you know PHX guys in on all the, the excitement. You know, get out there and mm. spread the word. Sure. Yeah. What's Arizona got on that the New Mexico doesn't have? So that's Al- news. Alphabetic. Alphabetic superiority. Yeah. Oh, look, Jim Jones doesn't even respect you. <laughs> Sheesh. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't take that line down. Um, also, I want to talk about, uh, about some stuff from last week that we kind of let slide because the cast is running long and we're not going to be talking about Breaking Bad vs. The Wire this week. So, All right. uh, let's talk about the difference between crossing a line and becoming unlikable. Because everybody uh, says yeah. that like it's one and the same thing, but mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, AMC is having their gangster marathon coming up pretty soon. Yeah, and mobster week. Mobster week. It's like shark week, only with less teeth and more guns. <laughs> um, same amount of bullets, though. Yeah, except for Mike. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, like, in Godfather, Scarface, Goodfellas, mm-hmm. the lines are clearly crossed. 
Oh, we're talking yeah. about bad people, mm-hmm. irredeemably evil people, or but they're still likable. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of root for Michael Corleone at least through the end of the first Godfather, and you That's more true. or less root for you know Ray Liotta's character and and Goodfellas, and mm-hmm. uh, even though he goes a little psychotic at the end, I think there's a difference between someone turning. A, a point where they are irredeemably you just can't come back from that you can't just be like okay go to the police people a jury of my peers will understand how i got here and <laughs> yeah. still not being like i can see walt being the protagonist of the story all the way till the end of the episode to the end of the series yeah yeah i, I mean he has not crossed the line to where i actually hate him no he, he's done things that i would never do in real life and that i find morally offensive <laughs> But he has not crossed the line to where I no longer root for him to essentially win this show. But you're rooting for him to become a drug lord. Yes. Openly. I'm rooting for him to do bad things. Yeah. So it's like, that's my point. Um, that doesn't make him unlikable. Or that doesn't no. make him, mm. you know, that. The, but he still crossed many lines. I mean, the more I think about the death of Gale, mm. um, and he was kind of like... <sighs> For a guy cooking meth, he's probably, as you said last week, the purest person on the show. Oh yeah, um, that Except was for maybe Holly White. <laughs> yeah, and and you know it was just there wasn't any good reason for that to happen. I mean, Walt says in this episode that it was about loyalty to his partner, mm-hmm. but you know I think it was more about trying to keep him. It wasn't actually it wasn't loyalty to Jesse. It was keeping Jesse from destroying Hank, Hank's career. I mean, don't you remember? It's like, so it's like, yeah. I, I think that's a very, Gail's death is the one that's pretty much, it was purely for a Walt contrivance. I mean, yeah, it was in self-defense, but what provoked that was yeah. him being, you know, playing fast and loose with all of his loyalties with Gus. And, and running over the other two drug dealers, like, right to protect Jesse, you know. Right. But, you know, there again, he wouldn't have been in that situation if he had just let... The oh, yeah, consequences I, of his actions, yeah. namely Jesse getting the, the shit beat out of him by Hank, just occur. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was interesting that, like, he might be likable, or you mm-hmm. might root for him all the way to the end, but he could still cross many, many lines. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The other thing I wanted to question you about is you said that you didn't like Skyler's manipulations as much as Walt. Mm-hmm. And when I was re- listening to that, because I actually listen, I actually eat our own dog food. I listen to the show. Um, I was like, wow, what do you mean? Because... Think about everything that Walt's done. I mean, Skylar using her screaming infant to pick a lock, that is nowhere near as bad as Walt using his estranged mother in a nursing home and visiting her under the guise of telling her about the cancer as an excuse to cook meth all weekend. Uh, I, I disagree I mean, wholesale with that. lie, because she's lying to a stranger to facilitate getting something she needs. Walt, But, but she's also antagonizing her daughter. Like... She, she would have tried to stop Holly from crying if she weren't trying to get that guy to open the door, right? She Man, would have tried to give cry. her baby whatever it wanted. Babies cry. When I Walt my... was not harming his mother by lying to Skylar about it. I, I guess, maybe. But that, that's not even the issue I have with, with Skylar. Okay, let's the, get into it then, because I want to okay. say that it seemed like the only reason you... I mean, because Walt is a mousy guy. Mm-hmm. Or a, a repressed male, and Skyler is a kind of like a bitchy woman. But I don't see any more or less difference as far as them being worse or better than the other. Uh, my, I, just except for you yeah. identify with Walt more. 
Well, that's probably true. I'm not going to lie. I probably identify with Walt more. But my real problem with Skylar and the way she goes about manipulating people and controlling the situation is that she does it with this this arrogant air. Really? She, she's like, yeah, like, for instance, um, in the last episode, 38 Snub, when she's talking to Eyebrows in the thing. Sure, right. And Eyebrows Eyebrow is man. like, oh, did you just pull that number out of your butt? And she's like, <clears throat> let me straighten my tie and then read you all these numbers. It's like... She she gets she puts her pinkies out and she reads him every detailed number she's come up yeah, with. Yeah, but dude, she's just like she does it in the bitchiest way possible. Yeah, but if Walt had done the exact same thing and crushed some dude with numbers of like he, he'd have been uh-huh. the, he'd done the exact same thing, you'd been like, yeah, gangster. But he would have done it differently <laughs> he, when he walks up to someone and says, <laughs> he wouldn't have had says breasts, stay out of my right. territory." Right. He's not. He's not pretending yeah. to be like. Well, sure. But I've got you in a net. He's just, like, telling you, stay out of my territory. Yeah, Skylar hasn't had her Scarface moment yet. Maybe she will. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe she'll walk up to Gus and be like, don't fucking hurt my family. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. I mean, who knows? But we're a lot further along than, with, with Walt than we are with Skylar being a villain. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm and, thinking and she could be totally badass. She's she's headed there, I can tell. Yeah. But, yeah. I, like I said, I'm digging it. I just thought that was something interesting. Um, but, yeah. Um... The other thing I want to talk about is, uh, is it worth talking about this guy who wrote this article for the Seattle PI? What's his name? Dick. His name's Dick. Yeah, Dick Falkenbury, where he start his article just... Uh, I'm editing out his last name. I don't even want him to get credit. Falkenbury is pretty crazy. <laughs> going to have to edit it twice His now. article starts, I hate to sound all holier than thou, but... And anytime you start... A statement like that, you're basically being the biggest condescending prick in the room. That's it's how just, Skyler would start that, a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this guy Am reads. I right? This guy reads an article in Time Magazine about Breaking Bad, having never seen the movie or mm-hmm. never seen the television show, and he starts going on this rant about how you know because because it had this one quote: "What keeps any of us from doing evil besides needs and opportunity." And he's like, you know, making meth isn't like stubbing your toe, forgetting to take the Raymond off the stove, or someone forgetting someone's name. That making drugs and selling them is another. Killing and drug dealing is not something you fall into or happens when you're not paying attention. (laughs) Too much of pop culture is written by people with no experience in real life. In real life, you shoot a gun off in a city and real cops show up. Um, this that's gets me. not necessarily true. <laughs> well, A, yeah. Yeah, number one. Yeah. And uh, B, the, the real cops fucking show up in this show, man. Yeah, right. Like, there are real consequences for every single action. That's the point of the right, show. Right, This guy not only has not seen it, but has not even talked to anybody who has seen it. Right. No, it's, it's, it's bad. And he said, in real life, people have a central core belief in morals that preclude breaking the law, murdering people, and drinking red wine with fish. No, absolutely not. <laughs> if people have this central core belief of morals, then there wouldn't be people breaking the law. Does he think that everyone that breaks the law was born evil? Yeah, apparently so. I mean, my God. Uh, it's a disease, man. I just love the guy because his biography that's prominent in the page said that, among other things, uh, other than being a taxi driver. Qualified. And, and being a tour bus driver. Qualified. He uh, uh, wrote and led an initiative. This is his crowning achievement. He wrote and led an initiative to build a monorail throughout Seattle. I thought that was just absolutely spectacular. 
Especially since it was like a plot point in Seattle that that's about the stupidest thing you can do for your city. Or, I mean, not, the Simpsons, not Seattle. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was right up there with the the the, the pile of burning tires <laughs> and the sta- and escalator <laughs> to nowhere. Do you, remember, yeah, you haven't no, seen that I, episode? Yeah, I don't watch most Simpsons to be honest. <gasps> yeah. I'm busy watching Breaking Bad. Okay. Well, you're forgiven. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought that was funny. The guy behind the monorail, one of the worst things you can do to a civic area in America. <laughs> Apparently. Did we ride the monorail in yeah, We did, yeah. We did? Yeah. We took advantage of that? I'm bo- boycotting Yeah, what's it called? Year. Like the link or something? I'm boycotting. I'm walking from the airport. <laughs> it's like 14 miles, I'm walking. Man. I'm not going to use right. this guy's public transportation. He's going to slag my favorite TV show like that. All right. Anyway, that kind of stuff, um, you know, enough with the news. Uh, Monday through Friday, I post around noon Eastern Central Time, Eastern Standard Time, rather. Yeah. A collection of, like, news clips and stuff I find. So those are all things that I've found. I've got a couple of other news clips, but they're all spoilerish. Yeah, so stay tuned until the end if you want to hear the spoiler stuff. Right. Uh, we'll do that after the music. But, yeah, every day. Check out every day except the weekends. Yeah, I um, take the weekends off. Yeah, because we do all this at work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go uh, to our website, breakinggood.baldmove.com. Check out our news posts. Check out our other posts. We have several others up there. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Do that every day. Are you ready for the recap? I'm ready for the recap. Recap ahoy. Okay. So, episode number two, season four, 38 Snub. Yeah. It opens up on Walt trying to buy a gun. Uh huh. He's in a, a dirty motel room, as right. far as I can tell, sure. with this other guy who's got bags laid out all across the bed. And he's trying on a, a huge weapon, and he's like, no, nah, this won't work. It's a deal breaker because it won't conceal. Right. So the guy hands him the thirty eight snub. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about this scene? Because you, you told me a couple things you thought about it. Um, I thought it was interesting that the gut... <sighs> Season two and three were about building Walt up as this proto-badass gangster. Sure. And it seemed like the first couple episodes of this is about knocking him down, right. smacking him down. Because here's this gun that there's like, uh, probably shouldn't ask this, and I don't usually talk about this, but you don't seem the type to buy. Uh-huh. You don't seem the, the, the criminal type. Maybe you ought to just, uh, you know, if you're looking for self-defense or something like that, maybe you should just buy a legal gun, putz. Yeah. Uh, so it's like even the guy, the shady arms dealer... Do- doesn't think of Walt as, you a, don't have as, a, chops, as a gangster. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and he's telling him, like, uh, you might want to practice your draw a lot. Right, right. <laughs> and there, I also like there's they, they dropped a lot of technical terms, like IWB, mm-hmm. which yeah. I also thought that that's something else kind of marks Walt as a poser, is that he just kind of, he didn't like, where the hell is it, what the hell is IWB, like, like I would be. He mm-hmm. pretended like, inside waistband, by the way. Yeah. He pretended like he, you know, kind of knew, and like, okay, whatever. Yep. So, anyway, I thought that that was the interesting part, that this was yet another taking Walt down yeah. a peg on the badass scale. Sure, sure. And this was after we saw him pretty competently handle the gun after running over those guys. I mean, he just basically whipped it out and shot the dude in the head. Yeah, I don't know twice. that... Uh, I mean, it doesn't any, take that much yeah, skill. to shoot someone blank. from three feet away on the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. But it didn't look like he was fumbling. No, like not at all. Yeah. But there again, he was in the moment. I mean, Walt... When he yeah. lets himself go is something kind of like a force of nature. But when he tries hmm. to plan, that's the thing I want. I'm, I'm going to be re- recurring through that every single time he like kind of thinks and tries to manipulate someone in a sober moment, he messes it up. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. that's what I thought. Okay. I also thought it was interesting that they said that Saul was the one who referred this guy to him. Oh, well, said of course. One referred by the lawyer. Yeah. Right. Right. So obviously Saul. 
Um, so next scene, we see Mike drinking coffee in a bar. And did you get the impression here that he had been up all night? Because yeah, he was that. rubbing his face, his eyes were red. He's caught. Co- he had this cough. Yes, and he has it later too. I'm wondering what's going on with him. Um, and you know the 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 key scene in the 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 key scene, the key part of the scene rather, is where mm-hmm. he detects the the dried blood. I guess is what it is yeah. on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Which uh, to me, this seems like Mike off his game. I mean, Mike has yeah. been the guy with all the answers. He's got all the control. Nothing really gets to him. You know, it seems like he's. He kind of got this amused relationship with Walt, but here he's just like lost. I, yeah. I think he's really trying to reevaluate where he is, where he thought he was, and where he is. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the way Saul did in the end of season three, where he thought Mike was one way, and then it's you know the quote the wire the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now Gus has basically shown him. It's, it's like you way. think that you know you think it's one way, no, mm-hmm. it's the other way, and he's really struggling <laughs> with that, making mistakes. Yeah. Like you know, would would a professional on his game, Mike, miss the fact he had human blood right. on his jacket? Yeah, and uh, I think it was Alan Seppenwall who had um, a take on Mike where he was like the one irreplaceable piece of Gus's empire. Mm. Uh, or at least that's what Mike thought before, and Gus now showed him that he's not. He's, yeah, not, everyone who works for Gus is just as replaceable as the next person. Which I don't know if that's true, but I think that's definitely what he walked away from the situation with. Exactly. So, um, so next scene, we see Jesse testing out his new stereo, which is pretty freaking gigantic. It's pretty awesome, I it's gotta huge. say. Those speakers are enormous. Right. Um, but yeah, he's testing it out. He's staring at the lights. He's got it up pretty loud. You can Hold hear on it outside. Hats, bitches. <laughs> and I love yeah. the little dance that they do in front of the thing. Right. They're doing the, yeah. Yeah. And this is where they're talking about zombies, right? No, that's, that's the later. Next scene. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, um, it's literally the next scene. Yeah. So Jesse throws a party mm-hmm. and there are tons of people there raving. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Right. Drugs, booze insanely loud music. I'm surprised he doesn't get the cops called on him, to be honest. You know, I thought that in several episodes, that if I lived in a nice neighborhood Mm -hmm. next to some guy and he threw a three-day house party, cops would be called uh, days one, two, and three of that. (laughs) And maybe they were, and they just showed up to let him turn it down like they always do, and then the music goes down and goes back up. That's been my experience with idiot neighbors. Uh, Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't show up. What do you think about the skinny P tried to be the strong guy? Like, no, oh, man, 12 steps, 12 you know? Steps, dude. And they all, when they came over there, like, hey, we're worried about you. You know, what about Andrea? All this mm-hmm. other stuff. And, yeah. like, Jesse could give a shit. Yeah. Because he's seen the shit, and he's been he's still processing it. Yeah, yeah, Jesse's kind of in a, a haze, a right. daze. But I also thought the difference, like, Skinny P, Badger, and Jesse are all the same people mm-hmm. a year ago. Yeah, sure, yeah. I mean... The way they dress, the way they act, the yo, all that kind of stuff. They were Uh the same person. And it's interesting to see that Jesse has completely lost his innocence. As as innocent as you can be as a meth head drug dealer. Right. You know, Jesse has lost that. And these guys are talking about zombies and all this stuff. You could tell you'd be all over that a year ago. And now he can't (laughs) even pay attention because he can't turn his brain off. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so next scene, we see Walt moving together some chairs. Mm-hmm. He sits down and he draws his gun a couple times, pulls the trigger, practicing obviously for killing Gus. Which I thought he gets that, another pokes a hole in his like. Even though it was he's looked pretty cool doing it, mm-hmm. the fact is, you know, he's sitting there in his living room yeah. with his padded chairs. 
This is like dancing in front of your bedroom mirror singing to Christina Aguilera. Hits, it's like right? Taxi Driver, right? This is the... Uh, are you talking yeah. to me? Yeah. Are you talking to me? You must be talking to me. It's him psyching himself up to do... So he's got a clear plan here, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. But this plan is insane. <laughs> of course it is. He's not thought this through to the yeah. level that I've thought this through. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like he, he's not ready to get rid of Gus mm-hmm. at this point. And well, he doesn't underappreciate like uh Jesse slack last week's like, look, we got what we wanted. Yeah. And Mike tries to re we'll talk about that later, but he tries to mm-hmm. reinforce that and Walt still has got the single minded determination, I've got to eliminate the threat. Yeah. Which I think is actually the correct move on Walt's part. Mm. I mean, the threat... We'll have a debate here in a minute, then. Okay. All right. Um, so then we go to commercial. When we come back, we see Hank laying in his bed examining his minerals. Uh-huh. And he wakes Marie up. <laughs> not in the British sense. No, not in the British sense. I don't even know his what His stones. He's his, examining his, his stones. rocks, his jewels. His rocks. Yeah, his jewels. <laughs> it just, that doesn't get any better. He's, he's examining his geodes. Yes. Uh, so so he wakes Marie up, and they start talking about the minerals, apparently. And he mentions blue corundum. And his blue steel diamond cutter. <laughs> wire reference. Uh, Stop it. All right. Stop it. All You're right. derailing the podcast, I'm not man. derailing. I'm putting you back on the rails. He's, he's up- talking about blue, cor- blue corundum. Yep, a blue crystal. Which is a blue crystal. He also later in the episode mentions geodes. He's expecting a, a fragile shipment of geodes. And I know because of my my childhood days collecting rocks. Nerd. Yes, I did this. Nerd. Uh, that both of those are crystals. Mega nerd. So, so Walt, or I'm sorry, Hank has crystals on the brain. And blue crystals specifically. Yep. So I'm thinking that he's he's still concerned very much with Heisenberg, and that his injury, as I predicted, is going to lead to him discovering Walt. We'll see. That's where this I mean, is going. Seems like guaranteed. It seems like it's heading that way. Um, what do you think about him and his wife's relationship here? Because ooh, um, maybe I'll wait one more scene to get into this. Okay. Continue your recap, yeah. good sir. Okay. Um. So we go back to Walt. He's in his apartment. He's loading his gun. This guy was leaving a voicemail. Uh, he's packing his lunch, his bag lunch, and loading. And he's got his, <laughs> right. got his bullets loaded up as if they're a banana he's going to put in the sack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, got my lunch, got my gun, I'm off to work. Yeah, right? Hi-ho, um, hi-ho. But apparently he has not been paying for Hank's bills, his medical bills. He's a couple checks behind. He's Yeah, he's a few checks behind. I'm wondering... If he's just been busy, you know? I mean, he's been cooped up in the, the lab. His money is not infinite. Oh, I know. I mean, I he know. doesn't have and, as much money mm-hmm. as probably even, you know, when he says, like, it's in the seven figures, mm-hmm. like, just. Yeah. Like, 1.5. Well, how long have they been cooking for Gus? Because Gus was going to pay him... Three million for... Wasn't it three million for three months? Yeah, so a million a month, but that's split, I assume, between Jesse be. and him. It's got to be. So, so I'm 500000 a month. Has he been cooking for more than one month? Um, And he had half a million duffled up at one point. We've seen him at least, like, four or five times loading up the 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 weight on right the no but even if he's cooked all three months he's only got a, a million and a half and let's see he's got still got the sure. cash he's got two million dollars mm-hmm. you can burn through two million dollars pretty dang quick in hospital and hospice care absolutely pretty darn quick or in stereo systems as jesse's gonna find out stereo yep. systems and pizza uh <laughs> the the other thing i noticed here is that he is what's up with him being so paranoid 
about talking on the phone. Like, even to the point where they can't mention the car wash, which is their cover operation. Right. front. Right. Like, that's the whole point. I mean, you yeah. couldn't say, we're laundering money at the car wash. <laughs> right. We're washing yeah. money like we're washing cars. But to talk about purchasing <laughs> a car wash, that's their cover. The exactly. whole reason they're purchasing a car wash is because it makes sense for them to do so. Yeah. I don't, but, I don't know why he's so paranoid about talking about that. Is he just not thinking? Is he? Is he just so wrapped up in it that he thinks anything that has to do with it is potentially... Honestly, I think that he was pretty a henpecked husband, oh, and yeah. he flipped the script on Skyler for the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And now that she is fully involved in this operation, she's kind of going back to that. She is passive aggressive. Look, you're stupid. Like you're you're you can't. But that's the pattern that they're falling back into. Yeah, and I don't think he. I think that's why he was so defensive. It's like you know, just just let me do my drug dealer thing. You yeah, know. Yeah. So it and because. <laughs> That's well. I, again, I don't want to get into Marie and Hank's thing, but okay. Um, so Jesse wakes up and everyone is asleep, but he Whoa. tells them, "Oh, you just skipped right over the most awesome piece of cinematography in the world, the Roomba cam." Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. It was cool. It, it was, was, it was cool. definitely cool. Yeah, I want to know if that did, we're ever going to see a Roomba again because it looks like he, you know, it was getting shivved. Yeah, it looks like he incapacitated it. Yeah, the, I don't the, want that. That Roomba is doing God's work. <laughs> it's the only thing cleaning in the house. Yeah, oh man. And I noticed how like pristine and clean it was when they started this episode. Right, like, like And then he, at the end of it, it is trash. Oh, so trashed. Trash. The Roomba will not sweep up beer bottles, I'm sorry. Right, right. Or needles. Right. Yeah. But he, they're basically waking, baking, drinking, shooting, partying, dancing. And that is not healthy behavior. Not at all. That's not no. healthy for him. That's not a healthy and, way to manage post-traumatic stress. And Jesse, um, well, I guess we can get to this now because I'll forget later. But when uh, Skinny Pete and Badger leave because they're just partied out, mm-hmm. Jesse has been awake the entire time at this point, right? Right. Like he's been going nonstop both partying with them and going to his job cooking meth. Right. So he is really just on this crazy bender. Um, so he goes to the lab and he works his job, like we said. And Walt, or Mike tells Walt that he's never going to see Gus again because Mike, or Gus, sorry, Walt wants to talk to Gus. But uh, Mike says no, that's not going to happen. Right. And, and the way he said it, it was kind of sinister. Like, you're never going to see him again. Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe because you're going to be in a hole after your shift. I mean, yeah. the way he said that is very sepulchral. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that word, but very uh, very ominous. Okay. Um, so then we go to commercial, and we come back, and Skylar is doing research at the car wash. Mm-hmm. She's working at the car wash. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's, like, taking notes of all the cars going in and what they're ordering and obviously getting ready for eyebrows, you know? Right. Um, but I, I noticed when we were watching this that the Aztec was actually in the back. You could see it through her rear windshield. Yes, it was. Uh, the first time I saw it, I missed it. and But then when I watched it again after you said, whoa, is that the Aztec? It's mm-hmm. very prominent. I think that... yeah. That's a point that he is making that you know Mike then later makes that he's so bad at tailing the audience can pick it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So I, why do you think he's tailing Skylar at this point? You think it's for protection, just to see uh, if there's anyone following her, or you what? know, Walt's so paranoid. Who the hell knows? Um, it could be because he's trying to protect her. It could be because you know he wants to see what she's doing. Maybe he doesn't trust her. Hmm. Um, 
you know, it could be to see if he's, you know, it could be as simple as him being jealous of the, of the ex boss again. I mean, wanting uh, to see if she's, you know, because he's down there cooking meth. What's, uh, what's she I think doing? that's so far off his mind right now. He's oh, got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. He's definitely following her. Right. Um, so then it goes to Hank, who is struggling to get to his bedroom. Yes. Epically. Uh, from where? Do you think he was coming from the bathroom? Gotta That's be, my guess. right? Yeah. Yeah. But he's got this uh, physical therapist. It reminds me out. a lot of my f- trainer at the gym, Mike. Does he? Yeah, that's the exact same energy and kind of sadistic glee uh, at people's pain yeah. uh, that he has, and the high five at the end, even. Sure, sure. Now, I, I got two ways to interpret this scene. Yeah. Um, is Hank putting on a front to his physical therapist that he's really gung ho, but he really, because he doesn't want him to find out that he doesn't care and he's kind of given up? Or. When Marie came in and kind of like did her little cheerleader routine, did that annoy him because he felt like she was trying to horn in on his genuine achievement? Because it seems like above all, Hank does not want to be humored, pandered, or condescended to. And a lot of Marie's support comes across a little as, you know, it's like, look, I know you don't care about my crystals, my minerals. So, like, quit trying to act like you're interested in it. I'm fine with just being the weird rock collector guy. And, like, <laughs> uh-huh. I, this is hard. I know it's hard. I just gave a high five. Me and him, just we've been working all day, and you came home, and at the fi- last was, like, you know, helping the countdown. I can't tell which is it. Is he, is he really not care about his physical therapy and his progress, and he's just being <sighs> a shit to, you know, he's trying to keep a front to his physical therapist and being a shit to Marie, or does he feel like she's coming into his man space and, and robbing him of his victory. I don't know. <laughs> no comment on the man space. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm not sure it's either of those, but I don't have a better suggestion because something is obviously up with him, right? Like, well, don't Hank, let that t- keep you from telling me my theory is bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just get a feeling like it's, it's that he's annoyed with Marie I guess that she's so close, but it's not just that she's so close. It's it's how she's doing it, you know? I kind of re- When I'm in pain, I don't want, or sick, I want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. I don't want people in my face saying, is it hurt? Does it? It's like, yes, it fucking hurts. Um, and maybe he, that's the same way on the extreme. Here's my theory. Hank uh-huh. is actually gay. He enjoys the company of men far more than women. <laughs> <laughs> and Marie is just annoyed. Well, also, the physical therapist is the only guy he's seen in... How long now? I don't know. That he's been in the wheelchair and at home? That's a crap theory. Come on. (laughs) You're right. No, it is. (laughs) No, but but what I'm saying is, I mean, his life revolved around testosterone and male companionship. Oh. Forever. In the police force. And now he's missing that, I think. And he's seeing, like, Marie trying to be all coddling of him and just, like, babying him and stuff. And he doesn't want that, I think. I think he likes it. He he much preferred. seems to respond to ball busting. Like sure. her challenging him with the erectile dysfunction <laughs> test, uh-huh. you know, he responded to that. Um, mm-hmm. But this like, oh, honey, oh, you know, her trying to be something that she's not. Gotcha. Yeah. Like he's trying to be something that he's not, you know, it's, it, it's, I, I think that's what really is bu- bugging him, hmm. bothering him. Possibly. I think we'll definitely see that relationship come to a head pretty soon. Yeah. Because things are not going well for them right now. No. Um, so after Hank gets to his bedroom, 
he uh, the party's still going at Jesse's house, and Andrea shows up. You got well. You got to have the the the, oh, the party pizza. fuel, right? Yeah, the yeah. Pizza. So, so they've ordered pizzas, like five or six of these things at least. Right. And apparently they don't cut them to save on money, and they pass the savings to their customers. Right. And I'm right here with Jesse. How much can it cost to cut a freaking pizza? Well, but you know, it's, I didn't realize that. Walt's famous pizza toss yes. would not be possible if the pizza was cut. It would just have fallen apart, right? And I know that wasn't a prop pizza, according mm-hmm. to his interview, that that was like a one in a million shot that they happened to get in the first take. Yep. Um. So if I was thinking, I'd be thinking, well, that's got to be prop pizza because it's not cut. If you did that <laughs> to sure. like a Pizza Hut or a Noble Romans or a Little Caesar or mm-hmm. insert regional chain here, yeah. um, it would just fly apart and do a bunch of wedges. So I like the fact that they kind of, like, brought that back. <laughs> yeah, you think that's a retcon where they're just like, oh, yeah, the pizza was never cut I because... I don't know. Uh, yeah. All four people in New Mexico that listen to our podcast... <laughs> Is there a chain called, like, Vienna's Yeah, and you're something? all from Albuquerque, because we can tell. Google's scary <laughs> that way. You think they're benevolent, but no, they know where you live. They know if you've been naughty or nice. Sure. You, up, you all that live in the ABQ, let us know. Is this a real chain? Do they do things like that out in the wild, wild west, not slice your pizza? What did they save? Like two cents? I don't know. Ridiculous. Uh, someone on Reddit, um, shout out to the Redditors out there. Yo. Someone on Reddit actually calculated, like, well, how long it takes to slice a large pizza. <laughs> well, they did that live versus- on the show, didn't they? Where they, because Badger was like, oh, what's it take? Ten seconds per. And well, he's they, like, they did. Someone did the math. Pizzas a year. Someone did the math out. It was like four hundred fifteen dollars of savings per year. Yeah, something like oh, that. Maybe it was per ridiculous. month. I don't know, but yeah. Awesome. So- awesome. Uh, so anyway, Andrea shows up and Jesse goes outside to talk to her and apparently he gave her a whole bunch of money. Yeah. How much do you think that was? I'm going to say 30,000. It's got to be, I was thinking that like 30 to 50,000 range because it's Uh enough that she could conceivably start a new life. Yeah. And well, just the size of the stack. I've never seen in person $10,000 stacks, but I've seen them in the movies and they're roughly about a third of that stack. Okay. So, 30 is what I was thinking. Fat stacks, yo. Yo, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so they're talking about, uh, she wants to know why he gave her the money, and he's like, well, you can get Brock out of the neighborhood, right? or you can go shoot it up, and I'll have no way of knowing. Right. Uh, but I'm hoping you won't do that. But she knows that somehow he's connected in all this. He wouldn't admit it. Yeah. But she, and I don't know where this is going now, but... <laughs> That's I guess here's a problem I had with the episode. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would really like so he just went from being in this all night house party where he's been doing massive quantities of drugs and alcohol and he sure. steps out and he's just completely clear-eyed and sober with her. I mean that's an interesting dramatic twist, but I, I that's the one thing I don't like about the show when yeah. they do dramatic twists that don't like, you know, kind of I, it bothered me a little bit. A little bit. See, I could buy it if he had eaten some of the pizza. It would have been more true to his character if he came out in full yo bitch mode and was <laughs> yeah, just like have. like mm-hmm. a cold like you know whatever. Yep. And and know. had like blown that relationship up. Right. Yeah. So, but no, that would have been interesting. It yeah. was necessary to the plot for it to be <laughs> to go down this way. Apparently so. So, I'll, um, I'll hold you accountable, Gilligan. Don't you pull that weak shit on me. Okay, so here we're getting towards the end. Walt has decided he's going to kill Gus. And where is he going to do it? He's going to do it at his freaking house. Well, it's better than in the super lab. 
I mean, here's this man has no right. plan. He brings yeah. a gun to the super lab. He sees someone coming on the the catwalk. He thinks it's Gus. Oh, I'm gonna rich out. I'm gonna blow him. I'm gonna blow him to hell right here in the middle of the chicken empire. Yeah, and then where are you gonna go? What are you gonna do? That's like killing that. Batman in the Bat Cave. Robin's gonna kick your ass. Oh, and then not Alfred's gonna <laughs> you know activate the mini guns and burn you down. <laughs> Who's You're not Alfred getting out this, of there? Who's Alfred in this scenario? Uh, well, okay, so Mike's Robin. <laughs> Uh, new Victor is probably the butler. He is probably Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm just saying you don't kill the chicken. You don't kill up. the chicken man in the heart of the chicken man's empire. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the chicken cave. You don't well, do that. Bad idea. Bad you wouldn't idea. kill me in the heart of the bald cave, would you? Mm, well. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Are you uh, trying to kill me? Don't <laughs> um, get paranoid now. So, yeah, Walt rolls up to Gus's house. And he puts on his Heisenberg hat and and gets a steely-eyed glare in his, on his face. And I love Melissa like Mayer's he, take that this was a total high noon at the OK Corral moment that just happened to take place at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. mean, it shot, like, all it needed was the, like, whistling, mm-hmm. you know, like the spaghetti western music in the background. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Um, but, yeah, he gets halfway across the street. And then someone calls him up. Who do you think this was? I think it's Mike. You think it's Mike? Because of his guts, he probably wouldn't have walked back. He'd probably be dead. I don't I think, think so, man. Especially because with I, the, the scene later on with where Mike says, you know, if you're going to tail someone, you need to be better at it. I think he's the one that's been keeping tabs on, on Walt. Maybe Gus's direction, hmm. maybe just because he doesn't know what the else to do with himself. I don't know. But yeah, I, yeah pretty- I'd like to hear some listener feedback on who they think this is because yes. I honestly thought it was Gus and I, I really couldn't tell. We'll put up the listener vote. Whoever we get more, Gus or Mike, we're going to make that canonical. It's canon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll put it on the wiki. We're going to retcon that. The Breaking Bad wiki. We will vandalize Breaking Bad wiki. <laughs> um,. So he gets told basically, go home, Walter. Yeah, and go home. Which like, again, like a little child, smack down again. Yeah, right? especially because he went into full badass. Yeah, when he goes into Heisenberg mode, that's when stuff happens on this show. Mm-hmm. He goes into full Heisenberg mode and gets slapped down. Yeah, man, that just shows what the caliber. Like you put in your recap, I didn't think about this. That Gus probably not even living there now. No, Gus, there's probably, no way Gus is there. That's probably his meeting dodgy coworkers home. And he's got I, I don't even know that he, he like. I fully expected Walt to walk up to that front door and be greeted by like some mm. like a child that would have been like cool. a Hispanic Asian child. Right, it's not like he never owned that house. Exactly. Yeah, that would yeah. be kind of cool. Like but, he's giving him the runaround. But I like the fact that like Gus is so careful that like Walt. He would he would actually have a home that he would just meet Walt in. Yeah. So if Walt ever screwed him over, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, do you have anything else to say about that scene? No. Okay. Smackdown. Then let's go to the eyebrow scene because this scene, eyebrow man, this scene, I I really think this scene is going great places. Yeah. Because although from what I saw of the next episode, it doesn't happen then, but I Skylar goes in and she talks to eyebrows and she says, "Hey, I'm willing to make you an offer eight like seven hundred and something thousand, eight hundred something thousand. He whatever. wanted ten million. She countered with eight hundred and ninety, <laughs> I believe. And then he counters with twenty million because he realizes this is yeah, I Walt's know who you wife. are. Yeah, you you he, Walt broke my air air fresheners. <laughs> grabbed, grabbed himself. himself. <laughs> yeah, Walt told me to wipe down this. I'm not <laughs> going to wipe down this. Yeah, not well, for all the eyebrows in China. One of the best." 
lines or one of the best scenes yeah. in the whole show. It was in the pilot. Wipe down this. Awesome. Um, but but he counters the twenty million. Says basically, this is the price for Walter White. Right. I really, really want to see Walt and Skyler just crush this guy's business. Like yeah. because Walt is a very proud man. If we know anything about Walt, we know that he has a lot of pride. Yes. And I think Almost when you insult Walter, you run the risk of him just crushing you. Because now that he has the money, he could go open a car wash next door. He could cut his prices to below where eyebrows can go. Yeah. And just run him out of business. I guess. And I would love to see Walt just ruthlessly drive this guy into the ground. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't... That's one of my there's predictions. There's definitely a confrontation coming. I have no idea what it is. I don't know what it's going to be. Mike... Being to Luca Brazza, Brazzi to his, you know, no, no, no. Godfather offer, where it's like you put your, your either signatures going on his contract or your brains pick one. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's definitely confrontation coming. I think it's gonna be a showdown with a can of Barbasol and a razor. Although, what if it just ends up them buying a laser tag, dude? Because one thing, no, I, wait, no. Look, one thing I've learned from covering Breaking Bad for point. Mm. One five seasons so far <laughs> is that these people use their press materials to lie. This is true. The way they cut yes. the trailers, the way they do the promo images, hmm. the way like Walter is the danger thing. Maybe that's just a bunch of crap. Maybe that like just because Skylar's posed in front of this car wash in the outfit that she wore this episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's just misdirection. Maybe they'll end up coming back to the laser tag fold. It could be, but man, I really don't want that to happen. I no. want eyebrows to get body slammed. But I'm telling you, they are said <laughs> they they have so far been setting us up for one expectation and then body slamming us. Now they might go back. Like I think some of this uh, Mike and Walt stuff is rope a dope, but we'll talk about that yeah, later. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Um. So then we go. Moving on. Yeah, we go back to Mike, who is once again sitting in the bar, but this time he's drinking whiskey at the bar. Uh, he's coughing once again. I noticed. Maybe Which, he's got lung cancer. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe so, or something. Yeah, something's not right with Mike. Should have worn a mask more often in the super labs. All I'm saying. Yeah, maybe he got poisoned by those aluminum balloons. Walt he was saying he tried to tell him we should all be wearing masks. We should, I just want to be on the record. They should have all been wearing masks. Uh, but of course, Walt walks in. Did we? Did we touch on Saul's new commercial? We didn't. It's breathtaking. <laughs> and it's right. insensitivity. Oh yeah, yeah. Completely I mean, insensitive. Yeah. It shows planes exploding, right? Yeah. Like, what is this? A few days? What? How long has it been since the uh, explosion? I, a couple months at most. A couple months, maybe? I mean, can you yeah. imagine, like, in January of uh, 2002, if some lawyer in New York had showed, like, the two twin towers blowing right. up, and it's like, if you've got coded with asbestos, it's like, you know, you, you I wouldn't ran be surprised if there were people who did that. Really? Yeah, wouldn't surprise you me. Got any New York listeners? If they're, I mean, like I said, God knows lawyers can stoop to a lot, right? Um, yeah, let us know about that if you recall seeing any lawyers advertising about. World I'm not Trade saying centers. that lawyers are necessarily bad because God knows IT folks can stoop to pretty low levels too. It's human nature. But this yeah, podcast, for instance, <laughs> pretty low guys at limbo under this podcast. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the Waltz, I just want to, sh- I love Saul, everything about Saul, oh, even yeah, his crappy yeah. commercials. Absolutely. His exploitive commercials. So Walt rolls in and he sits down next to Mike, buys him a drink, oh, tries God. to convince him 
to partner up against Gus. Just what I thought was going to happen, mm-hmm. but Mike is not having any of it. You could tell from the beginning. Like, <laughs> right. If you look up ham fist in the de- dictionary, it has the scene <laughs> referenced. Yeah, yeah. Walt's fist was made of bacon is how ham-fisted it was. <laughs> I mean, he, like, and and he's oblivious to the fact that Mike was literally, like, his forehead said no sale uh, from the beginning. Yeah. And he's not buying any of the arguments. Right. He's like, mm-hmm. Are you done yet? Right. Are you because, done now? Because you think about how arrogant, like, I think Mike realizes, okay, we killed Gus, then what? Sure. This yeah. man just bumped off the Mexican, mo- you know, big, high-ranking members of the Mexican mafia. You think it'll just end there? Mm-hmm. I mean, plus, who knows what he knows? We're going to talk about a little bit post-spoilers, yeah. but, I mean, who knows how much he knows about Gus's operation and the feasibility of just doing a single decapitation. Right. So, I, yeah. I just thought, there again, total smackdown of Walt as gangster status. He is not ready for this yet. He's got all he's got all the raw materials. He's got a lot of upside, as they say in, like, you know, sports drafts. Um, but he's got a lot of intangibles, but he is not ready to make this leap. Isn't that what we took off during the beginning of this episode? Our intangibles? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Unmentionables. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay. The final scene. Badger and Skinny Pete leaving Jesse's house. Uh, he, they're all partied out. Jesse's and, like, oh, you guys and, are wussing out on me. I have to roll you over, check for a sliz. Right. That's what Jesse said. A sliz. Yeah, it's always <laughs> sad. Up. I mean, I'm sure everybody's been here before. Like, you know, a guy that goes through a bad breakup or, you know, a something. A guy that shoots someone like, in the face. Yeah. I mean, and he can't let you go because he obviously can't have any downtime whatsoever or he's going to have a freaking meltdown. Mm. And I love that scene. Aaron Paul acted the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, when he sits down in front of that speaker. Yeah, speaking of not healthy, the man's going to have no hearing left. <laughs> right. I, don't, I honestly don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's going to be alive to the end of this thing. Right. I really don't. But we'll see. That's going to be really sad because Jesse, I mean, maybe he would have gone to jail. Maybe not. But he sh- probably in his life trajectory would never have been killed. <laughs> before old Mr. White came along. Which, isn't yeah. that kind of interesting, the fact that he still calls Walter Mr. White? Have you have we hmm. ever heard him call him Walt or Walter? No. I don't think so. It's always Mr. White. Or bitch. Or bitch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, interesting. And it fade to black. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Um, We have... Did you have anything else to say about the episode, or should we go into listener feedback? Because uh, we have we, a ton of it. Are we going to make some predictions? We will, but after the listener feedback. Okay. Um, you want to so go email first or iTunes first? I was going to do Twitter. We have one Twitter uh, feedback. We have some other messages um, from Twitter, but they also send in emails and such. So, uh, James Harrigy, at James Harrigy, says, Gus will get Jesse to join him against Walt via Jane Info. This way, Jesse can cook the blue meth without cancer issue. So he thinks basically Jesse is going to take over Walt's position, um, and he's going to somehow use Jane info to do it to get Gus to take out Walt. I don't know. Interesting. I don't Walt's, know. Yeah. Interesting I mean, theory. interesting theories. Uh, I've got a bunch of email. Did you want to do iTunes reviews? Yeah, sure. Um, okay. Again, you guys responded like heroes, and yeah. it really helps us out because making new notable on iTunes is freaking awesome. You guys have also helped us get beyond. We're in a, if you do Breaking Bad podcast, we are. 
pretty much we're on the first page of Google results, which is also huge. We're getting a lot of traffic from that. And again, you know, that's how you guys pay us back and, and, uh, giving us five stars sure. and, uh, some, uh, some feedback. Cause that's what keeps us going. Uh, some reviews, um, let's see, uh, Hirschman 403 said the podcast is great. If you love the show, it's a great sub supplemental program. Not only do they do a full recap, but they provide great insight and interesting perspectives that may have been overlooked. I listen to other BB uh, podcasts out there, but this one is by far the best. Wow. See, and I was really considering taking out both the recap and the interesting perspectives. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm it's, glad it's he good, mentioned that. Otherwise, they would have been gone this yeah, week. Yeah, we really could have gone on a crapper if we had uh, <laughs> left that there. Um, uh, Sham- I'm going to say it's Shamrock. Maybe it's Shamrick. Uh, <laughs> Shamrock14 says, love this podcast. You guys rock. Love hearing your predictions. Um, predictions, uh, that's serious as a heart attack. Like, I gleefully pointed out the fact that Jim was negative one on one of the predictions. And then right per show, he gleefully pointed out that I was also negative one on one of my predictions. Yeah, should we say which predictions didn't come true? We're competitive as hell. No, let's let's, let's keep that all in one thing. Um, Dolls said, you guys are wonderful. Uh, it's order number one podcast iTunes has. Not sure if that's factually correct, but we'll take it. No, it's fact. Uh, Low Simmons uh, said he found this while on a long drive, and I can only hope it wasn't off a short pier. Uh, but he truly enjoyed our insights into the show. Um, so thank you for that. Jason McDonald uh, says, a great review show that's fun and intelligent. Again, where are they getting this? I don't know, man. I don't know. I wish I knew. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeremy uh, says, greetings from South Korea. Oh. Which I looked on the map. There actually is, Google says we got somebody from South Korea, so he's not <laughs> lying. <laughs> you were going to say there actually is a South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Netcraft confirms <laughs> South Korea exists. This show is awesome, well-organized, and well-produced, good audio quality. The hosts are knowledgeable and funny. Very entertaining, great complimentary podcast to Breaking Bad edition. See, I really like the ones that say great, great audio quality. Yes. Because we really put a lot of effort into giving you a good quality podcast right um i gotta give, give shout out to the guy who titled his um his review is highbrow where is this oh daniel w bates um this guy i feel like i got a a a critique like he is right? a podcast critic writing for pvpodcastcritics.com <laughs> Uh, the famous de- the Dr. Bates uh, said, lively and intelligent discussion so far, best available on ball, uh, Breaking Breaking Bad. Nice to hear talk involving the larger context of the program. Too much mutual admiration for fellow casters, however. We risk credibility points. I, you know, mm. we don't have credibility. We're, you know. <laughs> no, I figured I'd shout out a show that I genuinely enjoy See, i don't know? listen to podcasts I mean, other than our own so i'm I, yeah. I, I i'm blameless that's jim you got the problem with there daniel i gotta say it's Maybe. a community and i'm shouting at i think, you're the, people I think the you're the weak link and i think he's <laughs> wanting me to do a solo like the, a solo break cast? Up the band yeah yeah all right yeah solo cast yeah um could be more adventurous with linear programming formula recap rinse repeat what I actually would like to know about what y'all think about that because it seems like there is a formula to doing this and it is recap, feedback, spoilers. And alternatively, if you just sprinkled kind of, I, I would like to integrate, especially y'all predictions and stuff into the cast better, but I don't know how you yeah. can do non-spoiler versus spoiler because I don't want, if I'm, if I'm a person, I know a lot of people don't like hearing spoilers. Uh-huh. So the only way you can do is put them in the ghetto after the show. Yeah. So, anyway, Gabe before says that he likes our podcast even more than the official one. 
Wow. Shame I, on you. I, Shame I, on you. <laughs> <laughs> the official one's really good. Um, I, I Again, I'm just blown away by all the positive feedback. So I'll turn it back yeah, over to you for absolutely. some actual email speculation that our fans have engaged oh, in. Oh, dude, we have speculation, predictions, theories, all the same thing, but we've got it all. <laughs> <laughs> this time it comes on port 25. <laughs> email. Uh, so we got an email from Gio from Colorado. It says, what's up? This is Gio from Colorado. I'm a new listener to your Breaking Good podcast. Been a fan of Breaking Bad since day one, and this show has yet to disappoint. Well, sorry about this episode. I take you know, that Colorado's back. Colorado's got medical marijuana. <laughs> Who knows? This guy is right. probably blazed out of his skull. He's on the swag. Uh, he must be, because then he <laughs> says, I take that back. The Fly episode from season three was one episode that was a waste of my time. That just blows my mind. Blows my mind, because that's one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. Uh, well, I'll take his side of the debate. I liked it, but I uh, thought when I was watching it, I'm like, wow, this is the one they're all submitting for their Emmy nomination. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. it seemed to be blatantly award-chasing. Which... And, and it is a bottle episode, for sure. Yeah. It doesn't connect any stories, doesn't right. do anything. But I just felt like the, the interaction between Walt and Jesse in the tight space... Um, with Walt's conscience essentially buzzing around him with what he's done with Jane, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just felt it was really powerful to see them interacting in that way, knowing what each of them knew or didn't know. Uh, it wasn't my favorite episode, but it was good. I mean, it had some flaps. It had it did. The thing is, I don't think it said anything about the personalities that was new. That's the one That's thing true. that I missed. That they didn't, the relationship didn't progress, and mm-hmm. nobody really evolved. If he had actually used the episode to tell him that, hey, by the way, I'm indirectly responsible for Jane's death, <laughs> that would have been interesting. But I can kind of see, I can kind of see his point. Okay, he goes on. Anyways, here's my feedback for 38 snub. He discusses the characters uh, in each in a section here. He says, what's the deal with Hank's rock mineral obsession? Why is he such an asshole to Marie? I haven't been a big fan of Marie since from seasons one through three, but so far in this season four, I've started to turn the corner. My prediction is Marie is going to get tired of Hank's shit and got to tell him to go fuck himself. You already said that? Explicit. Yeah. yeah. Explicit tag for hey, iTunes. It's an ex- yeah, you just earned us our explicit tag. Thank you very much, Gio. Um, no, <laughs> no, I it's mean, an explicit show. That's my prediction. I think that before the season, that, you know, Marie and Skylar are sisters. Mm-hmm. And just like Skylar served up uh, Walt's divorce papers right as he made his recovery, I think she's going to stick with Hank out of guilt. Um, while he's going through his recovery process, as soon as he's in his wheelchair, he's in something where he can be kind of by himself, I think she's going to serve him divorce papers. Yeah. That's my prediction. All On right. the board. Bang. All right. Prediction Guaranteed stealer. negative one. <laughs> prediction for A-Rod. <laughs> uh, for Jesse, he says, what can I say? The guy knows how to throw an awesome party. Agreed. That would be a freaking radical party. No, nah, see, I, I'm not for that like, type of car- yeah, party person. Yeah, for like a couple hours. No. Oh, dude. That was way too much. Catch me in the right mood. I'm totally down for that party. If I've done a couple lines of coke, That's what the Breaking maybe. Good party is going to look like. <laughs> We're going to go to Vegas. We're going to have people coming in. Oh, yeah. RSVP Uncut for that. pizzas. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's a must. <laughs> right? Uh, he also says, love how he's spending his salary on sound systems, pizza, and robot vacuums. Uh, I actually have the same robot vacuum, he says, or Roomba vacuum. Deep down, Jesse is mentally unstable, and I can't wait to see what direction he goes. 
I agree with that. Can we talk about that a bit? Because I, I forgot to mention that when we're talking about stereo the stereo system. Well, not only this, the insustainability of Jesse's lifestyle, because that got to sure. be an expensive way to live. Mm-hmm. But do you think... He's buying uncut pizzas. They passed the savings to him. Do you think, going back to Hank and Marie, <laughs> do you think that Marie is trying to put any of this rock collection onto the medical bills? Because oh. he's got to be hmm. spending a crap load of money on this stuff. Yeah, believe it or not, rocks aren't cheap. Well, I mean, I saw him bid seven, eight bucks, and he got like mm-hmm. 50 packages, and they imply that that happens every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's nothing up against a big medical bill, but what if he drops a couple hundred? I mean, he's, boy, I, I just wonder if there's some of that going on. It's possible, because she said that the bills were getting bigger. Yeah. So, and Marie has been known to fudge numbers yeah. and steal stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't trust her entirely. It. Right. Even when dealing with her family and her sister. Right. Well, did you see that um, something else I posted from Reddit where they went back to see, I think it was episode three of season one, where she was saying, I hate these shoes. These shoes make me yeah. feel like I should be cleaning out bedpans for disgusting people or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. I saw and that now in season four, she is cleaning She's out. She's doing exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. For someone who heaps emotional and mental abuse on her every day. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. That's speaking of unsustainable. That's unsustainable. Oh, yeah. Uh, then he goes on with Walt. This is Walt is extremely paranoid that Gus is out to get him and Jesse. Um, the scene where he is buying the biscuit throwaway gun. I didn't know that term was. Wow. This yeah, guy's gangsta. Right? He's right? got to be all up in that medicinal marijuana game. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and he became proficient on his draw. Thought he would have the skills. Thought he would have to use his skills in this episode, but he didn't. Now the deal with him trying to form an alliance with Mike failed, and after Mike punched and kicked the shit out of Walt, only has me thinking that Walt is going to have to take out Mike before he goes after Gus. That is my prediction for Walt. Uh, Walt needs to get his ass with gun range, too. I was whipping out a yeah. thirty-eight and pulling the trigger six times, dry firing it is a lot different than, you know, live firing. Yeah. So. Uh, I have to totally, I'm all wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> I have to disagree because that would not coincide with my theories my predictions i'm sorry okay. anytime you go up anytime it's a listener versus my predictions the listener loses oh, i'm yeah. sorry oh yeah we have a very <laughs> firm listener loses policy on this show <laughs> so i applaud right. you for that right. okay He's, he says anyways this is my first attempt at providing feedback feel free to use any or all which we used all my email and your podcast look forward to hearing your next episode you're banned from the site. You're never going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you lose. <laughs> Listener loses. Um, uh, Ed writes in. He says, interesting note from near the end of Breaking Bad Insider podcast, the official one. Vince Gillian said he was surprised at the ambiguity that arose when as to whether Jesse shot Gail or not. Which, yeah, he was. He definitely intended it for it to be uh, interpreted as he shot him in the face. Right. Uh, he then re- you think? He then revealed what he feels led to it. Apparently, they set up an elaborate shot to get a camera directly in front of the gun when he fired it. This involved some type of safety barrier and dollying the camera into position for the shot. What he didn't realize until later viewing was that the camera tracking gave the appearance that Jesse had moved his aim to Gail's left. I don't get... I need to watch the episode again mm-hmm. because I, they saw... They sh- replayed the shot in the first episode. I didn't... Yeah. Or at least in the previews for it. I didn't get that, that the camera tracking... Yeah. I, I didn't really either, but... They they said it was because the background moved so little and the foreground, which was the gun, moved so much. Huh. Just the way they were zoomed. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, he says, thought that was interesting. Enjoying your podcast more so than those other guys on official uh, one. Oh, now, look, he's stirring up trouble. Just started beef. Right. We want beef. We don't want beef. 
No, Where's we don't the want beef? beef. We don't need any beef. We've next, got next ham. feedback. Uh, Colleen writes in, says, I love your podcast already. Trying to help spread the word, like on Facebook and five stars on iTunes. Thank yeah, she you. She did. She liked us on Facebook. Thank you. She says, she gives us a prediction. She says, my own prediction after seeing episode one, the lab notebook will be like the teddy bear. Show up in a few episodes. Gets in Hank's partner's hands, and the DEA will work out quickly that Gail was a chemist slash meth cooker and identify him as Heisenberg. You know what, Colleen? Ooh. I wish that was true. It was like the teddy bear, because that means I would win one of my predictions. But alas, <laughs> yeah. there was no damn notebook to be found in this freaking no. episode. Negative That's one. why I hated it. <laughs> That's so hard but to what recap. But what do you think about Gail being identified as Heisenberg from the lab notes? Mm-hmm. Would that be awesome? Wouldn't that be interesting? Like, they're no longer Case on Walt's closed. Tales? Case yeah. closed. Nah, that, yeah, I don't. I, I think they're going to uh, want to find out where the super lab is. Well, how about this wrinkle? The partner tries to talk about the case with Hank, probably in a few different episodes, to get him out of his funk. But Hank doesn't bite until the very end of the season, and the season ends on Hank hearing their suspected Heisenberg was a chemist, and instantly makes the connection to Walt. That is a hell of a prediction. That I is. I can see that happening. Well done, Colleen. Well done. Keep up the good work, she says. You too. And now I don't know how to say this guy's name, so I'm probably going to butcher, butcher it. Butcher it. Kassan. Like sure. Settlers of? <laughs> sure, yeah. I like the board game. Uh, he actually wrote us two, two messages. Um, season 4 will feature an opening sequence flashback with a young Victor being recruited by the Chicken Man. Hmm. I can see that happening. Yeah, kind of like the way they showed Tuco uh, his upbringing by... Yeah, uh, having his face dunked in water. Or his brother's face dunked in water. One of them. Those are the cousins, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, never mind. It wasn't Tuco. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, his other message says, there was a lot of love in that Super Lab death scene. <laughs> but what, what? I... What? Pre- yeah. There was a lot of... a lo- No, no, no. A lot to love. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. I saw no <laughs> love. I saw the absence of love. But what I particularly loved was that Gus still seems to to bring out the pride and morality in Jesse, which yeah. suggests he is neither entirely broken nor entirely bad. No. I appreciated that you guys at least mentioned that moment, but I was disappointed that most, if not all reviews, ignored it. Especially how Gus' expression changed slightly, as though he's surprised Jesse is rising and not throwing up inside. Yeah, I think he expected better from Walt and less from Jesse, and that was that was an really? interesting moment. So you think he got a reaction? Jesse got a reaction from Gus, slight, very yeah. slight. Yeah, yeah, I buy that. But any reaction you get from Gus is always slight. Yeah, it's like you know someone bawling. Yep, yeah, right. Um, he says, and while Jesse looked as though he was numb to everything for most of the episode. He showed he would still fight in the face of Gus, whether for what is right, not employing children such as Tomas and Gale, or for his pride, or both. Jesse standing up to Gus, where no one else seems Gale to dare. A, ch- a child? Uh, not employing children such as Tomas and Gale. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he is childlike. He is child. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's certainly the most innocent. Uh, Jesse standing up to Gus, where no one else seems to dare, are such badass and redeeming moments for Jesse that I feel they are being overlooked in many of the pre-season four retrospectives. That's that's true. I mean, Jesse's a badass in his own right. He just doesn't have the opportunities as much to show it as Walt does, I think. Right. Um, and he says the other highlight was Mike watching them try to lift the plastic casket. What do you think about yeah. Jesse? His smart le- smarts levels. Smarts levels? <laughs> what do I think about your smarts levels? Ah, <laughs> uh, in the smart. <laughs> SMRT. Uh, <laughs> um. Another Man. Simpson reference that you don't get, you freak. Yeah. I think under the right guidance, he can perform well. Because with Walt guiding him, he's done 
pretty well. He's definitely turned more into a man than a boy. True. Like he was at the beginning of the series, you know. Right. Uh, he was just a total fuck-up at the beginning. Right. From his clothes down to everything. So I think he's he's capable of learning hmm. a lot. Okay. Do, do you have any opinion or no. just asking me? Yeah, just listening to yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get back to the feedback. Uh, and then he ends it with, glad to see your podcast up and running. You are doing an invaluable service to the bad community. It is so invaluable that it literally, its cost cannot be calculated. <laughs> it's zero. It's free. Uh, Glendon writes in, <laughs> says, Skylar has a great, great skill set as a liar. She's not going to volunteer information about Walt. Well, she oh, is a woman. Th- yeah, these were actually, <laughs> see, right over my head. I haven't. Not paying any attention to you at this point. I kid, I kid all of our female listeners, and we got a lot of them. We do. We got a we lot do. of honeys listening to this cast. Not anymore. <laughs> You've offended all of them. Uh, no, come back, come back. No, so Glenda Y chromosome. I can't control it. Was actually responding to a couple of things that we said in our our cast before, where we weren't either following them to their natural conclusions, or we just didn't think about them. Uh, she says, or he or she, I'm sorry. Skylar has a great skill set as a liar. She's not going to volunteer information about Walt being or not being at the house until she understands what it means. She, in a flash, realizes that Walt may need an alibi or not, so until she understands what's going on, she isn't going to admit or deny that Walt's there. That's liar 101 stuff, guys. Wow. T- taking me to school. I didn't know there's a 200 level. I need to I need to sign up for that, apparently. <laughs> Maybe there's not. Maybe it's just 101. Oh, really? Yeah. You lie about the existence of the 200 <laughs> level to make people kiss. Yeah. Yeah. That's the play. Uh, and then Glenn writes in again, says, interesting that you would think that the notebook will be so predominant in the season, but I'm surprised you didn't take the thought to its logical conclusion, Aaron. Yeah. When they say interesting, they mean wrong. Yeah. Uh, its logical conclusion is apparently, if the lab book does become important, the DEA is going to want a chemist to examine the book. Now, does the ABQ, Albuquerque? DEA, know any real smart chemist. Hmm, Hank's brother-in-law, maybe? Boy, That's actually interesting. Yeah, but at what point does Hank's bullshit detector go off? Because he's already, like, (laughs) he knows his lab's been ransacked for equipment, and, like, you Mm -hmm. know, there's just a lot of, and he was involved as Jesse Pinkman, I mean... This is going to come together fast. It's it's wow. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really looking forward to. Sometimes I think like wow, how are they going to get another season out of it? Right? Because all these things are ready to go. Like you said, they're volcanoes ready to explode. Yeah, and we're just two seasons into this thing. Yeah, we've got another two season se- and a half. Two episodes rather. Right. So I don't know. That would be interesting if if they employed Hank to find or if they employed Walt to find Walt. Mm. That would be interesting. Um, and then Daniel writes in, he says, didn't you find the use of the Kenny Rogers matching outfits a bit of a Pulp Fiction ripoff? No, I loved it. More Kenny Rogers white jeans. Oh, I don't, I, I don't think he was saying a ripoff in a bad way. Oh. I think maybe well, he didn't, was. Didn't you, I think you need an homage. I think the, yes, the, the word you're searching for is homage. There you go. Uh, he said he expected a rambling speech on swine and Denny's stick up to follow. The predominance of primary colors in the lab reminded me of Dick Tracy. But I can't figure out the deeper meaning here. Kudos to your slick-sounding efforts. Well, they, Dick Tracy had a lot of primary colors. And, you know, they've gone on record as saying each cast, each person has a color that's assigned to them. Oh, do they? Yeah, you haven't heard that? Well, I knew uh, Marie was purple. Right, although Walt's been very purple of late. Walt's been maroon, and I've seen him in green shirts in previews. Wait, did you just draw a distinction between maroon and purple? 
Yeah, give one's, me your guy card. One's I'm pulling your one's guy card red, right now. One's a dark red. Oh, tell me about the chartreuse next. Yeah, it's cranberry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's a very distinct difference between maroon and purple. Is all I'm saying to you. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that, that's interesting. People have their own colors. What's Jesse's color? He seems to be black pink. and white lately. <laughs> pink. He's the pink man. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I can see Jesse rolling some pink, a, a giant pink hoodie with a I bet you will see him pink do that. beanie. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. only way the show can go. I'd say he's yellow, kind of, but because that's why I always mm-hmm. assume, you know, think of him in his yellow Captain Cookmobile and his yellow hoodie. Sure. And why he's not? yellow because he's afraid. No. All right. That's it for listener feedback. Yes. Tons of it. Tons of it this week. Uh, do you want to shout out Jonathan Hirschman that uh, liked us on Facebook as well as Patrice Hinkle? Oh, sure. Who awesome. threw out hooray. I love it when women say hooray. My hooray. very first girlfriend in high school used to say hooray all the time. So it gets me going. <laughs> I'm creeped out. Listeners, are you creeped out? <laughs> a little bit. I feel like I just got violated. <laughs> you get love. Sometimes it's a creepy love, but it's love nonetheless. Uh, sincere love. Next episode is going to be titled Open House. So get ready for that. Someone will be killed with an open house. You heard it here first. That's a prediction. Mark it down. Sweet. And that, that's it. That's it for this for this episode of Breaking Good. All right. If you are interested in spoilers, stay tuned after the music. If you want to contact us, where can you go? Breaking Good at BaldMove.com. Um, Facebook.com. Soon to be, I'm sure, by the time this airs, hopefully. I would hope We so. need three more listeners to step back and like us so we can get... Facebook.com slash Breaking Good. But right now, search for us, Breaking Good on Facebook. It's, it's, yeah, you have to, because else it's like, you know, pie out to the 50th digit <laughs> yeah. in, in there. It's not good. Uh, um, you can find basically me on Twitter. I'm tweeting all the time. Yeah, I'll let we're you at, go. We're at Break Good. Uh, Twitter.com slash Break Good. Yep. And uh, there's the forums that uh, is a ghetto. <laughs> right. Uh, that I recommend everyone stay away from. Yeah. At baldmove or dot baldmove.com. And breakinggood.baldmove.com every day, except for Saturdays and Sundays, because it's the Sabbath, <laughs> both, of <them. laughs> both of them. I'm Jewish and I'm Pentecostal or whatever combination awesome. gets me both days off. That's what I am. <laughs> and uh, Monday through Friday, we got Breaking Bad News, where I post the latest roundup of recaps, interviews. Anything. So we do. All right. That's it for this episode. Stay tuned for spoilers. Time to get our clothes back on. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. We're back. This is a spoiler section. So if you stayed tuned accidentally, get the f- out of here. Yeah. We're done with the you. The c- out. The c- out. Uh, get out. Gina, the other Geo guy put us in the explicit tag. I don't think you have to do that anymore. Oh, that's true. Get the fuck out. Yeah. All right. Here we go. On uh, next episode of Breaking Bad. On the next episode of AMC's Breaking Bad. said that. Okay. Is there anything we should talk about? You ever come across a guy by the name of Gail Bedecker? We found a notebook that pertains to some kind of methamphetamine super lab. I need you to look me in the eye and tell me right now, are you in danger? You are in big trouble. 
For a longer look at the next episode of Breaking Bad, go to AMCTV. Uh, I'll recommend wow. that longer look because it, that's that thing about where Skyler said, you need to promise me if you're in danger. They blow that out into like a four-minute scene. Yeah. Um, also, damn it, they have the lab book in next week's episode. I missed it by <laughs> one episode. You don't really think it's going to come up every single I don't know. I, you know, if it does, that would right? really bug me. Yeah. It would bug me an awful lot. Um, so first we got Walt expressing concern over Jesse because, I mean, surely he's got to look like hell with the lifestyle oh, yeah. he's reading. And he's probably acting weird, too. Sure. Um, we got some guy from apparently Hank's office uh, confronting him with the lab notes. Asking him about specifically Gail Bottinger. Uh, Marie is confronting a woman, it looked like, with a ponytail. Um, yeah, who is that? I have no idea. Just Is she just freaking out on a random person, you think? I don't, well, I mean... You from, are in a lot of trouble, random woman. From the back of her head, I'm going to guess that Marie has somehow involved herself in an extra legal situation. <laughs> um, or she's giving hell to a FedEx delivery man or something. But I, I just wonder if she like to medicate, to self-medicate and soothe herself. Because that's what she did before. She's doing some shoplifting, and this is a confrontation she's having with a shopkeep. With like, how dare you? You know, my husband you know, is paralyzed, mm. and he's a hero. Uh, I wonder if she's going to use that to try to get out of it. Yeah, no, that's possible. I'm not going to make it a prediction. Okay. Because these people lie with their promo shots. They do. See, I think what happened... Dirty, dirty Gilligans. (laughs) They've jumped ahead 13 years, and that's actually Holly White she's talking to. (laughs) Uh, That's a a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, I got some big potential spoilers here um, that that actually I kind of wish I'd unseen. So this is your last chance to not have something potentially major blown open. Um, Melissa Mayers, who I really like, who writes for the recaps for Entertainment Weekly, she said that um, there's a new guy at the lab and we suspect he might be the other hermano and Los Polos Hermanos. We hear that Gus might have a brother, a quote-unquote gentle soul and trained biochemist, which would be bad news for Walt and Jesse. If Gus has another cook from which whom he can trust, why would he need to keep Gail's murderers around? That's a bombshell. Um, and she just slips that in in a review like it's nothing, which I was kind of horrified by. Well, I think it's because Is it's that- very speculative. Because I She seen- says we hear. What the hell? Would that is that something from like press materials or something? I've never heard that before. No, I um I've never heard that. I've heard that uh postulated, but I have not I've actually heard exactly oh, really? the opposite that the that the Los Poyos Hermanos thing is a chain that's owned by some other just massive company, uh-huh. and Gus is just a franchisee, right? Um, which makes sense to me. And they actually, in that commercial, said that th- they said the name of the company that owns it. Uh-huh. It's it's some big conglomerate. So I don't know that that's true. Right. I, I'm actually doubting that quite quite a bit. Okay. Um, well, if true, it does change the calculus quite a bit. Right, yeah. Um, I also, in today's Breaking Bad News, the Monday also, edition... Also, can we go back to that one second? No, no, why, we're, we're past. Why, Moving on. Why would Gus, knowing Walt's intentions, send his brother into that room? Because Walt doesn't know it's his brother? But how careful is Gus? And how does Gus... I, Gus would never send his brother or someone he needed or cared about into the same room with a man who's trying to kill him. A man who's trying to get leverage. I don't believe that if for a second. If he needs him to pick up on what Walt's doing? No, I don't believe that for a second. Have Mike take the, take the drugs out. 
Uh, okay. Maybe. Or are you just saying he's there that's to learn point. because he's a chemist? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I Although still you don't, think he I don't think Gus would be that dumb. I don't know. Um, all right. The other thing I found that was interesting that's kind of in spoiler territory is there's an interest, there was an article that, uh, an interview with Dean Norris, who's Hank Schrader. Uh-huh. Um, and they had a lot of interesting stuff. Can we talk about the picture at the yeah, top of that first? Okay. He's standing up, for one thing. I think this is from a while ago. Isn't this from his confrontation with Tuco? Oh, it might be, yeah. Um, with his DAA thing on? Yeah, anyway, okay. Or Never it could mind. just be a publicity still, but yeah. Um... What he said about – he basically said that, um, you know – let's see here. Um, one thing he says is that the middle of this season, season four, is going to have more comedy in it, which I thought was hmm. interesting. And what someone asked – this interview asked a question. He said, you know, while everyone else seems to adapt to circumstances and shifting values, Hank – seems to have a very black and white outlook on things. With family so important to him, how will he react when he has to eventually choose between his moral compass and discovering that his brother-in-law is Heisenberg because we both know eventually he has to. Sure. Uh, He says, Dean Norris says, I think that's definitely clear. Vince Gilligan has told me that, in fact, the one remaining big overall story arc is that Hank finds out and what happens when he does. Um, he also hmm. said that they like the the writers like to write themselves in the corner with the characters and then wait for inspiration to no. kind of write themselves out. Absolutely not true. I've heard Vince Gilligan state on the Breaking Bad Insider podcast that they specifically do not do that. What they'll do is they'll write they'll come up with an idea of what's the worst thing could happen here. And then they'll figure out a way to get them out of it, but they do all that before they ever write that into the script. They well, know they know the way out before they go into so it. So apparently, this Dean Norris is just a giant liar. It's full of and shit. We can't believe <laughs> anything he says. No, that that is not true. Okay. Because Vince Gilligan, the guy who helps write the show, I trust a little bit more than the actor. Right. Um, but he also points out that you know he looked the other way with Walt smoking pot. He's not that kind of hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I personally think that he's, that Hank sees Walt as a puppet of the bad guys or something. He wants to try to help him out at the end. Hmm. But then so he says, or maybe prediction. just sees him as a bad guy. So it's like he plays both sides of the fence there pretty pretty expertly. Yeah. yeah. Very nice work there, Dean Norris. <laughs> I don't um, know. I See, I'm going with this first prediction that, that Hank will buy into it because that's my prediction. Let's talk about the preview, the extended preview in AMC. Skyler seems like she really cares about Walt in that scene. Yeah. To an extent yeah. that, like, I've not seen her, tr- you know, like, this might be, we, we wondered about what how the reconcile would happen, and one yeah. of our listeners talked about how it's going to be on her terms. She's trying to leave her, you know, options open. But in that four-minute sequence, she really seems like she cares about her husband. And, you know, what provokes the concern is that Walt comes home with a mouse under his eye. He's got a black eye, and she's you know doting over him, and like you need frozen peas, and uh, you know are you in danger? And she's clearly at one point, Waltz is kind of annoyed that she's mother hinting him, and then yeah. he realizes that no, she really cares about him, and that kind of brings him around, and they have a kind of a tender moment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like we said before, I think last cast that Skyler and Walt have ever stopped caring for each other. You know, right? Um. <laughs> they sure have a funny way of showing it, but 
I think they do still well, that, care about that's each a lot other. of stuff to process. I mean, that much lying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it sounds like she's trying to she's turned a corner on that and realized that much of that lying was to protect her and the family and to mm-hmm. it was Walt's way of dealing with the cancer and 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 all that stuff and and trying to leave his family something better. But um, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, do you have any other? Spoilery news or anything? I feel like there's something else I need to touch on, and I cannot remember it. So I guess we still have predictions. Oh, well, I, I thought I have I a couple I told, predictions. Didn't I tell? Didn't I tell mine? You did. You told one of them. I don't know if you had any others, but I have a couple that I okay. haven't mentioned yet. Uh, my first prediction for uh, do I want to say this season? Now nah, we'll just say the whole series because it's oh, safer. You, <laughs> you're going to leave stuff hanging out till next season. Well, this is this is one that I picked up from a listener actually, and I agreed with it so much. I liked it so much that uh, I'll say thanks to Art Corpse on. Um, you're going to steal Twitter. a listener prediction. Is that what we stoop to? Yeah, I am, man. All right, I stoop am. that. I've got far. one of my own, but I wanna, I like this one. Just go ahead and stoop. It's my pet, stoop. my pet prediction. Stupid. Uh, we'll find out that Hank knows Mike from the police force. Ooh, yeah, because the, we we know that Mike has been a part of uh, law enforcement. Uh huh. So it'd be interesting if they actually knew each other, right? Yeah. So I think that's going to happen. Uh, my other prediction is that, <laughs> oh, as I stated before, um, I think Walt is going to open up shop next to Eyebrows and just run him into the ground. I re- I really do. I want to see that. It's more really like. My wishing for that to happen, then I think it is going to happen, but I'm going to make it a prediction. Okay. I'm going to strongly disagree with that, that that's going to happen. Really? I, I see them moving the laser tag before ah, that ever nah. happens. That's boring. Why would, uh, they, why would they do that? Boring. I don't know, because it'd make a funny sitcom. <laughs> so you think it's going to happen in the middle of this series? That's going to be the spinoff. Middle of the season. Oh, really? Like Yeah. The yeah. laser tag, Walt, white Yeah, spin-off. laser tag, white tag or something. Bad spinoff. <laughs> Bad spinoff. All right. They if, usually are. If you don't have anything else, we're going to end this thing. Uh, I have nothing else. Because we have run this into the ground. Yes, like a spinoff. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you stuck with us through the spoilers, uh, we will see you next week. Same meth time, same meth channel. <laughs> yep. Oh, you loyal spoiler sticker throughers. We need a closing catchphrase. We we got the whole like stripping down to our underwear, and we can go on that for days. I mean, we've got so many euphemisms for the word underwear at this point that we could go on another <laughs> six seasons. We don't need just a spoiler, listeners. We'll we'll plug no, we're, in we're something. Gonna, at the we're going to let cast. them give the first crack at this. But oh, we, okay. we we got to have a, like a kind of a catchphrase or like something pithy to say at the end because this whole yeah we're just kind of shutting the crap off now is not yeah not, yeah. not really we, hitting our creative for, side. We're looking for something like don't break bad uh, or just something cheesy or funny or cool. Yeah, preferably cool. All three. We if we can nail cheesy, funny, cool. <laughs> you know, we can go like uh, uh, you know. Straight post hipster ironic or something that would be sure. awesome. All right, yeah, send those in because we tried to think of something and we couldn't come up with anything. Kafka esque, yo. <laughs> we were just gonna say yo bitch at the end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it right. didn't work. we're already too misogynist with you hating on Skylar and hey, hey, me, hey, you me. call you insulted all of our female listeners. That this was week. an obvious joke. The women and and the sad thing is they've already tuned out, so they can't hear you apologize. Oh. Anyway, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Bye.